Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Journey with me as I go down various rabbit holes to explore the best Plan B options for you. This episode is brought to you by On Call Capital. On Call Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. On Call Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now on with the show. Welcome to the rabbit hole on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. And throughout my journey in finding a plan B, I've gone down numerous rabbit holes to figure out which ones work for me. And since I've done some of this research already, I only think it's right to bring that information to fellow healthcare professionals to help aid in your search. As always, it's important for you, the listener, to do your own research and form your own opinions. Everyone's situation is unique, and a plan B that works for one CRNA doesn't always work for another. Self-awareness is the key in any decision that you make, since you must have an accurate grasp of your own strengths, weaknesses, and goals. Today's topic is one that I've thought about conceptually for quite some time. And with it being summertime, I thought, what the heck, let's do it. So our rabbit hole of the day is, dun, 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 party rentals, inflatables edition. The last couple of years have been a bit rough on the party scene with lockdowns and social distancing during the pandemic. But now that all of that is in the past, people have been gathering once again to celebrate all things big and small. Now, I originally got this idea when I was in my first undergrad. I was heavily involved in residence hall government, and I volunteered to take part in planning different events. From a prom-like event called Tie and Tales to various concert and carnival events, I stayed busy planning exciting things for residents. Part of my role in planning these events was reaching out to various party vendors and event rental companies. From stage equipment to bounce houses to chairs and tables, I got experience in handling it all. And it was a lot of fun. I took pride in providing people with a good time. Now, just because something's fun doesn't necessarily mean it's profitable. But it seemed like these businesses were having fun and profiting. So I decided to dig a bit further. It turns out that the U.S. party rental market is expected to hit an estimated $6.3 billion by the end of 2023, although that only represents an estimated compound annual growth rate of 1.1%. But these numbers are still being affected by recovery from COVID, so it's kind of hard to get a reliable feel. The industry is expected to continue growing by a small percentage over the next five years, and I'd give you those exact numbers, but I'm not willing to buy the marketing report for $995 for a single podcast episode. But according to the sample report by Ibis World, economic recovery from COVID is poised to accelerate demand for party supplies as households continue to recover following COVID-19. They will have more interest in hosting social gatherings such as birthday parties and anniversaries. However, even as social gatherings return in full force, uncertainty surrounding inflation may dampen larger quantity rentals. So what do I think all this means? Well, I think it means that the industry isn't going anywhere, but that you should probably take a measure of caution. 
Do your own research on the market you hope to serve to make sure there isn't oversaturation already. Your area may be oversaturated with inflatables, but in need of a DJ equipment provider. There will be pockets in the country where the party rental business grows, as well as places where it stays the same or even declines. It all smooths out nationally, despite local fluctuations, but choosing your niche is important. Which is why I'd like to also take a minute to go over some of the individual niches in party rentals. Here they are in no particular order. Event planning and production companies. There are several types of these companies, with some focusing on corporate events and some on smaller private parties. If you found it difficult to find equipment suppliers to meet your own needs, then you might be on the verge of finding your very own niche in your market. Wedding rental business. This is an incredibly important day in any couple's life, and it is a very lucrative industry, so there's a lot of competition here. But that doesn't mean that you have to be able to offer everything from the get-go. You may be able to start by just providing table decorations, some flowers, maybe some lighting. Next is AV equipment rental. Now, I'm going to cover this one specifically on our next rabbit hole episode, along with becoming a DJ yourself. Kitchen equipment rental. Every party needs food, right? With this business, sometimes less is more. Rather than having all of the equipment, you should probably focus simply on the ones that your clients need. And finally, inflatables rentals. Uh, basically, you are renting bounce houses and the like to individuals and companies who are celebrating something. That's pretty cool, I think. And since this is a, the simplest one to get started, I thought we'd stick with this one for today. Now, it's time for the nitty gritty. I'm going to provide you with a step-by-step -step guide to getting started in the inflatable rental business. We'll cover everything from startup costs and cleaning procedures to insurance and waivers. But before we delve into those details, there are a couple of reasons why starting an inflatable rental business can be a lucrative venture. One of the biggest advantages is the low overhead cost compared to other businesses. Setting up a bounce house slash inflatable rental business requires a relatively small initial investment, making it an attractive option for many entrepreneurs. Additionally, the demand for inflatables remains pretty high throughout the year. From birthday parties, and corporate events to school carnivals and community gatherings, there's always a need for fun and engaging activities. As an inflatable rental business owner, you'll have the opportunity to bring joy to countless events and create lasting memories. Of course, this is location dependent. There isn't a whole lot of need for bounce house rentals in the dead of winter in Alaska, after all. So, how do you start your own inflatables business? Step one, research and planning. As with any business, it's crucial to conduct thorough research. Identify your target market, understand local regulations and zoning requirements, and assess the level of competition in your area. You can also assess your own goal. Do you want this to just be kind of a fun weekend thing, or do you want to build this into something bigger? That information is going to help you create a solid business plan and set realistic goals for your future. Also, you'll need to set up your own LLC, get your tax ID number or EIN, and set up a business bank account to start building your business credit. Pretty standard stuff for most of the businesses we talk about on these episodes, but thought I'd mention it. Step two, startup costs. While inflatable rental businesses have relatively low startup costs, it's still important to have an idea of how much you actually want to spend and to budget wisely. On average, you can expect to invest between $5,000 to $20,000 for your initial inventory of bounce houses and inflatables. 
individual bounce houses cost between $1,000 to $3,000, depending on the type, style, and other features. And bounce house combos that combine the traditional bounce house with an inflatable slide can cost between $2,000 to $6,000. That could include uh, wet-dry bounce houses if you live in a hotter climate. So your costs are going to vary based on the number and size of inflatables, as well as any additional equipment you choose to offer, such as generators or concessions. The average bounce house will rent approximately 1.5 times per week. So if you rent for $50 per hour for four hours, that's $200 per party. And doing the math, if you buy a $2,000 bounce house, that's going to take you 10 rentals or about seven weeks to recoup your initial investment. Taking it a step further, you can expect each commercial grade bounce house to last for about five years and generate around $300 per week or $1,200 per month. You buy two bounce houses, that's $2,400 a month, three and it's $3,600, you get the picture. But you also have to be able to transport all of those bad boys, which can make for very busy weekends. Step three, selecting and purchasing inflatables. Choosing the right inflatables for your business is crucial. Consider factors such as durability, safety features, and popular themes. Sure, you can buy one that isn't commercial grade, but I wouldn't expect it to last very long. Personally, I would invest in high-quality products that exceed safety standards. Several reputable manufacturers and distributors offer a wide range of options, including commercial-grade bounce houses, water slides, obstacle courses, and interactive games. Who are those manufacturers, you might ask? Well, you can check out Jungle Jump, Moonwalk USA, Bouncer Depot, Bounce Water Inflatable Sales, Big Top Inflatables, Bounce Houses Now, Happy Jump, Magic Jump, and more. Many of them offer combo packages that allow you to purchase two or three bounce houses combined with free blowers for a discount. Speaking of blowers, those run around $100 or so if you have to buy yours separately. You'll also want a generator for locations that don't have electrical access. That can run you several hundred to even a couple thousand dollars. And a hand truck is also helpful as well. Step four, cleaning and maintenance. Maintaining clean and safe inflatables is paramount for the success of your business. You'll want to establish regular cleaning and inspection routines to ensure that your equipment stays in good working order and free from any potential hazards. The manufacturers will give you guidelines for cleaning products and techniques. So you'll likely need to invest in specialized cleaning solutions and equipment to streamline the process and extend the lifespan of your inflatables. There are some great online resources for this, and I've provided a link in the show notes for you to check out on your own time. This also includes storage. Most bounce houses come with pretty durable storage bags for transport, but you don't want to just leave them outside when they're not in use. And you may need to allocate garage space if you have a smaller operation, or even rent storage space for a larger business. Step five, permits, insurance, and waivers. There are two main focuses here, protecting your business and protecting your clients. This is where you're going to want to consult with a local attorney to determine the entire course of action that you need to take. You'll need to obtain comprehensive liability insurance that covers your inflatables, equipment, and any potential injuries or damages that may occur during rentals. Some states require a license with other regulations in place for annual equipment inspections and proof of insurance. Some require you to pass a criminal background check. If you're interested in placing bounce houses on public property, such as city parks, which is a common request, or for fairs or carnivals, 
you'll want to know what's required to do so. Additionally, you'll want a detailed rental agreement and waiver form that customers must sign before renting your inflatables. And that includes safety policies that limit the number of people in the bounce house, prohibit shoes and sharp objects and glasses, and protect older kids from younger ones. Or vice versa, younger ones from the older. A cancellation policy is also helpful for the scenario in which a customer cancels their order within 24 to 48 hours. Rental.io is a site that can help you create and display a cancellation policy, and they provide an automatic deposit feature, which makes a pre-authorization of your customer's card from which you can charge the fee according to your cancellation policy. Step six, marketing and promotion. Once your business is up and running, it's time to get the word out and attract customers. Many of you work with a ton of people who would be interested in weekend inflatable rentals, whether it's for birthdays, celebrations, or just general get-togethers. Even so, it's helpful to establish an online presence through a website and social media channels so that you can showcase your inventory, pricing, and availability. Consider partnering with local event planners, schools, and community organizations to expand your reach. Offering referral incentives and discounts can also help generate word-of-mouth referrals. And finally, step seven, customer service and growth. As you already know, customer service is huge in today's environment. There always seems to be someone out there ready and willing to provide the same service more easily, cheaply, or reliably. However, if you ensure timely deliveries, professional setup, and clear instructions for safe usage, you should be able to carve out a considerable niche for yourself. As time goes on and your business proves profitable, you may consider blowing up your services by adding new inflatables, party packages, or additional event-related rentals. The world is truly your oyster here. And now that we've gone over all of that, it's time for my favorite part of the show, pros and cons. First is a pro, low startup costs. We talked about it before, and, and we're not talking about tens of thousands of dollars here, at least not to start. I mean, you can purchase a couple of bounce houses and blowers for well under 10 grand if you already owned a truck and trailer. And, you know, hey, then you're in business. Next is a con, physical labor. There is some labor involved in the setup, takedown, and maintenance of inflatables. So depending on your specific physical abilities, this may or may not work for you. Next is a pro slash con, demand. While the demand for bounce houses is high, it does have some seasonality to it, depending on your location. And this may be good or bad for you, depending on the lifestyle that you actually want to have. Next is another pro slash con, working hours. People typically rent inflatables on the weekends, meaning that you can likely run this business while not interfering with your traditional work week. However, the flip side of that is you're also going to be spending most of your weekends managing this business since that's when most people like to park. Next is a con, competition. You are not alone. You will find other competition with other inflatable rental businesses in your area. And how you differentiate yourself from the pack matters, whether you cater to healthcare professionals specifically and their families, or whether you focus on large events. Next is a pro. This is fun. You have a unique opportunity to be a part of joyful events and celebrations by being the person who brings smiles to others' faces. Next is a con, risks. This business provides more risks and liabilities, which makes it super important to cover yourself legally. Next is a pro, potential for growth. 
If you're finding success as a small business already, you can easily expand services by purchasing another bounce house or two. You can adjust your business model to drop houses for a few hours or for an entire weekend. It just depends on how much you want to put into it. And you can also expand your services into other party rental items. Next is a con, storage space. Once you grow to a certain level, it will be challenging to run this out of your home without renting some additional space. While this isn't necessarily a bad problem to have if you're successful, it can require additional management. And finally, our last pro, relationships. This can be a great way to meet new people and forge new relationships based on something that's completely outside of your traditional career. Now, I hope that this guide has given you some worthwhile insights into starting your own bounce house slash inflatable rental business. Remember, success in this industry requires dedication, proper planning, and a commitment to providing safe and enjoyable experiences for your customers. It can be a ton of fun, and it can be pretty simple from a business perspective, but simple doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't take work. Now, as always, I have a ton of links in the show notes for you to peruse at your leisure, but you may want to check out the following books as well. How to Start a Bounce House Business. Learn How to Make Money by Bringing the Life to the Party by Isaiah Lane. He goes through everything from the different supplies you need to pricing and marketing your services. And of course, he covers cleaning your bounce houses too. Party Rental Business Playbook. Every form and detail you need to start a party rental business by J.H. Dice. This book is designed to give you everything you need to start and run a party rental business, including one that's home-based. As for the show, that's going to do it. Uh, as always, I want to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. The show only grows because of you, so make sure you share it with a friend, family member, or colleague to help them on their side income journey. And I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or rabbit hole topic that you'd like me to cover in an upcoming show, just put it in your review of the podcast. I check those all the time and cover those questions in future episodes. If you'd like to know more about me and gain access to passive income opportunities, make sure to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Until next time, stay safe and take care of each other out there. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by OnCall Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find OnCall Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.